Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. The Custard TV Podcast. I woke up this morning looking forward to doing the podcast because my life's quite empty. Yeah. And, and I suddenly, thanks. And I suddenly realised that all I wanted to do, no disrespect to Matt, was know what Gary's opinions were on the shows that we're going to talk about. And I won't have that soon. You, you can still ask me, you just don't record them. What what I'll have to do is I will have to come as Gary and just yeah. I didn't enjoy the subject matter. I didn't like that I didn't know where it was going. Oh, I liked that just, I didn't know where it was I going. I liked that I didn't know where it was going. It just didn't yeah. appeal to me. You don't uh, need me. I think you will hear at least one of those phrases during the during the body of the podcast. Luke, Gary, and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast. Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com. I've had to take some days off because of my foot again. Oh, what's no, going no, we, your foot? We've done well, your foot. It, it's not got any better, but it's also not got any worse. That's the problem. I had a month. What an like anecdote! A... I know. Yes, <laughs> it's the way he tells them, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, I, I just give a bit of real life drama to the piece. They had me in a leg cast for a couple of weeks, about a month, but that didn't help. Uh, it only hindered because it gave me some bruises on the right hand side of my leg. Uh, so they put me back in a normal sort of boot shoe thing uh, and recommended I take some time off. So I've taken some annual leave. Uh, and and we'll be catching up on some telly whilst I'm at it because I have it literally, does mean literally an excuse to put my foot up. Last week Gary was very down on everything, so we're keeping score. Yeah. How many shows he likes, we'll find out. So on out, the out show... of the five, what's 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 your what's your thinking out of the five, Luke? Uh, How many do I like out of five? Two. Yeah, two. <laughs> okay, interesting. Um, interesting. Okay. Bit of bit of news is we've, uh, well, I say we've, I've updated the YouTube channel, and there's some interesting comments I've just seen, um, just pointing out how stupid you two are, really. So, for example, I'm intrigued. Do my you mom, remember? I didn't know my mum was on YouTube. The, um, in 2017, when we reviewed, yes. uh, me and Luke reviewed Young and Promising, and well, you were on, saying, "How am I stupid then?" Hang on, I'll oh, get to you. Just, you're, oh, okay. uh, you're stupid anyway. <laughs> Is you were going? Oh, I didn't want to read the subtitles. I, I was watching no. it on the computer, and someone, uh, Marius Ev one two three, has said it's pretty bad that you in twenty seventeen can't figure out how to get something that's on your computer to play on your TV. I have now the old. Uh, oh, there you go, TV, Marius. Yeah. If you're listening. So Marius, 
you're correct then, but you're so last year because I'm not doing that anymore. Stephen Goss, the obviously the forgotten Ross brother, on the inside number nine to have and to hold. Um, you made the comment, "Where's the number nine? Uh, oh, and it was God. on the gate. And yeah, Isn't that the one oh, where Reece Shearsmith told yeah. him. Stephen yeah. Goss, you are nothing. Reece Shearsmith yeah. told me that. But he says, "Have you spotted the number nine on the gate? It's in your thumbnail." Well, that's, <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> so there you go. Thank you, YouTube. Uh, so yeah, youtube.com forward slash the custard TV abuse mixed with some reviews. Like, like, the... like, share, subscribe, please, All if you those. haven't subscribed already, because you know we yeah. the subscribe to means we might get the bunts. All about the Benjamins. We are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? So please, on the menu today, we're going to talk. Um, Little Drummer Girl Ep 2, because uh, Gary wasn't sure what to make of the first one. Factual drama from Gwyneth Hughes on BBC Two called Doing Money. Louis Theroux's back with Altered States. But first, Gary goes west. Hi. Now, I hi. debated... Hi. hi Gary. I debated whether to put... Hi, I debated whether to put this news in the Hi, UK Gary. or the US. I've said, you said, you said hello to you, Luke. Calm down. Uh, hello, listeners. Yeah, both of you. Uh, right. I didn't know whether to put this in the news for the normal news or the US news. In the end, I went for me. Uh, oh. So the BBC, oh. yes, the British Broadcasting Corporation, is going to show FX shows the following. Uh, Mayans MC. The now, following? No, not the following. I didn't think that was an yeah, FX yeah, yeah. show. They're going to show yeah. FX shows, comma, Open hyphens, uh, Mayans MT close hyphens. <laughs> uh, this is a spin off of. Uh, oh, you can rats. do it, you can do it, you can Sons do it. Sons of Anarchy. Well done. Uh, this is one of the other rival gangs in the Sons of Anarchy, and it's just been renewed for a second series, so I think that's a good thing if the BBC have shown to show it. Uh, they're also going to show another Ryan Murphy drama, Posse. It's called Pose. Pose. Sorry, I missed. I, I did extra uh, S there. I do apologise. <laughs> uh, and then, lastly, it's uh, "What Do We Do in the Morning," which is going to be a new drama starring Kate Blanchett, uh, another strong female American woman, moving over from movies to television. We're slowly getting all the good ones. Basically, they're getting first rights goes on all the FX shows, which means in April we'll get the "What We Do in the Shadows" spin-off ah, comedy right. series on BBC Two as well. Is that what so you that's... just said, Gary? Yes. No, he said, what we do in the morning, starring Kate Blanchett. Is that not? not a, what, is that a different thing? What oh. we do in the shadows is a spin-off from... Oh, right, it's still called what we do in the shadows. Yeah. What okay. is what we do in the morning? I've never heard of yeah. that. But... I don't know. I, I, I read the press release like everybody else. What we do in the morning. Hang on, a bit, bit of... Pod- I, I've Googled what we do in the morning and it says eight things happy people should do every morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I'll, well, I'll find the... the press release. Keep talking, Gary. Yeah, find the press release. Now, this doesn't include all FX shows. This is an exclusive deal. So a lot of people were asking whether the BBC will start showing other FX shows. Maybe it is what we did in the shadows. Where did you get Kate <laughs> Blanchett from? It was, in the, it was in the press release. I've got so many questions. Mrs. Know, yeah. America. Two-time Academy Award. So it's called Mrs. America. And what we oh, do I, in I... the shadows is what Luke said. <laughs> Mrs. America is is the Kate Blanchett thing. A new limited series created and written by uh, Davi Waller of Mad Men. Uh, yeah. Mrs. America tells the true story at the moment to rectify the Equal Rights Amendment and the unexpected backlash led by a conservative woman named Phyllis Schlaffy, played by Kate Blanchett. Well, okay. there you go. So there is no show called What We Do in the Morning. 
I'm writing it now. Um, <laughs> moving on, we have two reviews. I'm going to start with Homecoming. Now, this is a new Amazon Prime drama. This stars Julia Roberts as Heidi, Heidi Bergman. She is a yeah. counsellor working at a Department of Defence project called Homecoming, which is aims mm-hmm. to repatriate uh, servicemen back to the US into normal life, I suppose. And we start by sort of jumping around a little bit between Julia Roberts giving a counselling session, uh, talking to a, a person in the DOD, DOD uh, and, and also her, is it about four years afterwards? Yeah, I, I believe it was yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's so now in the future, because it's 2018. She's working in a diner in, I don't know if they tell you where, but... Not yeah, working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. Absolutely. No. Somebody saying that they're from the DOD, and he's trying to investigate the fact that um, he believes that the soldiers that took part in the project weren't... Uh, well, no, coerced. one in particular who is well, the no, one he we says meet. he talks. He says all of them were coerced, but he then goes on to talk about this one particular one, Walter Cruz, who's only just come off of a tour of Afghanistan or Iraq, I don't know which. He seems like he's made a few friends inside the place, but there's a, a, a sort of like a session where they do some sort of role-playing to get interview experience. And another guy doesn't do very well, takes it very badly, doesn't like the jaunting and the jeering. And, and him and Walter have a punch-up. And, and basically, that's it. I mean, there isn't an awful lot that happens. The really, sort of, the end of the first episode is you get to know that that she she's sort of denying even knowing who Walter Cruz is, even though they share what must be a number of sessions. And you even get a little bit of spark of something in that first episode. You're kind of led to believe that something more is going to happen. Now, Luke has seen all of them, I believe. Yeah, I, I, as we often say on this podcast, I have a lot more time than the other two to watch stuff. And there's something about this, the atmosphere of it and the way the story slowly unravels that really appealed to me. What we didn't say is it's based off a fictional podcast. Mm. So oh, okay. we're, trying to, we're trying to get Amazon to buy the Custard TV podcast. We're, we're not yes, fictional. Because this is though, very yeah. fictional. Gary's yeah, fictional. That's no, why we've get... had to write him out at the end of yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, he's getting killed off at the end of the year. <laughs> but, um, but so, yeah, it's based on that. And I, I, I want to applaud it, A, for uh, doing something very different because when it reveals what it's about, it's quite disturbing. And B... I love the fact that each episode was either half an hour, just yeah. over, or just under. Every time I thought about finishing one, I go, well, I've got another half hour. I can just do another one. Hence, I what? am done. Matt, how much did you watch just the first well, episode? Well, I was told to watch three episodes, so I watched three episodes. Then let me, <laughs> let me, let me tell you how I feel having watched one. Okay. And then we'll go to Matt with three, and then we'll go okay. to Luke with all of them. I, I liked it. I liked the fact that you didn't get a huge amount of information in the first episode, but you got that little taster at the end that would make you what makes me want to watch more. It is okay. very clever in doing that in half an hour. I do think Julia Roberts is an extremely good actress. I just worried that there wasn't enough other characters in it yet. Would be the only comment I would make is that I don't really know anyone else yet because we obviously we're flicking between two different timelines. Um, and Julia Roberts is the only connection between the two timelines at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I don't quite know why Luke asked me to watch three episodes because my opinion really didn't change from the first one to the third one. It took you three episodes to get into it, but, you know, everyone's different, really. I mean, I, I'm i with Gary, really. I, I, I enjoyed it. You know, it's not something that I immediately have to watch the next episode one after the other. And I don't find anything that happens in it particularly memorable. I like the style 
the use of aspect ratios, the overhead shots. I mean, the cast is very good. I like Bobby Carnavale as this sort of, you know, her her boss. And I like the fact that she's sort of, her memory of events, and sorry if this is a bit of a spoiler, Gary, um, right. is, is sort of different to what actually happened. And that sort of peels back when she sort of talks to her mum played by Sissy Spacek. I mean, I think the third episode I enjoyed the most where the, the, the bit with the van, not to give too yes, much away. Yeah. Um, and, and I probably, because of the length of it, I might continue watching it, it's, but I'm not... It is worth your time. I, I would say that. I would say, yeah. because I don't want to give too much away. And, sure. Uh, when it does start to reveal what it is about, and I because I did them all, I can't tell you which episode that is in, but it's really quite something different, something I wasn't expecting, something I don't think I've seen before, mm-hmm. a story I don't I think I've see seen that. told before. But what they do very, very cleverly and very delicately is they just, it sort of unravels bit by bit and you sort of go, oh, okay, so this is what's happening and this is what this all means. And it, it, I just thought it was very delicately handled. I thought the half an hour drama thing was perfect. I hope there's more half hour dramas to come. Did you, have either of you caught up with Maniac yet? Because that's sort of similar. That's the next one I'm going to do, actually, because I'm doing the best of the year document and I want to be able to see as much of the big new stuff as I can. Because Maniac had a similar thing to me and it took me three episodes to really get into it because that's when they started doing the sort of the more surreal stuff where the episode lengths start to become a little bit shorter in the middle. I think I'll stick with Homecoming. Um, I I hope you will because, like I say, they are short Mm. and it is is a a different story that makes a lot of sense but is also very sort of disturbing. You, you've you've convinced me, Lou. What about you, Gary? You have you going to use uh, some not, of your not time? Not sure yet. I, I think I'll watch another one, but I'm not sure yet. So um, I'm, I'm undecided, if I have to be honest. Well, it is one of the two that I thought you would like. So I, I think you get half a point for that. Um, so okay. The next one, it comes from Netflix. Yes, we're very much in the digital age on this podcast. <laughs> uh, and it's a, the second series of a program called The Sinner. I'm the only one I know that watched all of The Sinner. <laughs> Sorry. Out of three. <laughs> Not out of the whole of the world. <laughs> Can I just share something very quickly before we go yeah. on to this? Because you just reminded me. <laughs> I think I know where you go. <laughs> I've been laughing about this all week. <laughs> so last week... <laughs> last week... <laughs> you might have to tell it, Matt, because I can't. Just after we'd finished taping the podcast, yeah. uh, Gary yeah. got a call. And, <laughs> and the words you said when as you left was... I've got to get that. That might be for me in, on your house phone. <laughs> Who, else mobile, wasn't it? Who else would it be for? Yeah, it was the wrong number. That might be for me. Hang on. It was the funny, the funniest thing because obviously it was your phone ringing and you went, oh, I've got to get that. It might be for me. And I've been laughing about it all week. Oh. You really, you really don't have much going on, do you? Oh, I, um, I need to have you back every week. This, uh, you can't leave. Yeah. You can't leave till I'm bored. Briefly, the first series oh. was centered around Jessica Beale's character, who blankly killed somebody and and didn't really know what she was doing. And the only person that kind of believed her story was the detective Bill Pullman, who plays Detective Harry Ambrose. And he is the only character that, in this first episode, makes it from season one to series two. The opening plot to this one is a young family 
traveling to Niagara Falls from Pennsylvania are kind of in a sort of like a small village and they run out of petrol or hit something. They put the car aside and they go and stay in a local motel. The young boy, uh, Julian, has nightmares. He sees a very shadowy figure and he's obviously very uh, upset and traumatized by this. And his parents are arguing that they don't seem to be getting along. And in the morning, he goes off and brings them in a cup of tea from the local breakfast bar. And they drink it and then die. And you're supposed to believe that in some way he has poisoned them. This kicks off an investigation led by the local detect- junior detective, the daughter of an old friend of Harry's, Jack Novak, who's in it as well. Tracy Letts, she- who's amazing. Yeah, and she invites him round to sort of, you know, over to his old town that he used to live in. Keller. To help her. Teller. Was it Tanner? Keller. 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 Well done. That's it. Kicking Keller, that is. And you're getting getting kind of um, two major flashbacks. You're getting the fact that something clearly happened to Detective Andros in Keller. So you see something to do with a fire and a woman. I don't know why it's it's so funny when Gary always says woman. Neither do I. Neither do I. Uh, it's because and... he puts the fire first, I think. Well, it You'd was say a woman well. in a fire, wouldn't you? You wouldn't say fire and a woman. Carry well. on, Gary, carry on. Come on. Love... Uh, he can't and... leave. It's your own time you're wasting, Luke. Sorry, yeah. that is very true. Right. Basically, they are investigating the fact that it appears that Julian has killed them both. He, agree... he admits to the fact that he did put something in their tea some sort of plot because from the first series, Detective Andrew is very much into his flora and fauna. Jimson weed. Indeed. And so, but he is not sane of mind, really, to to, to sort of admit, you know, and and, and obviously being a minor. Throughout the episode, we (laughs) see Julian in a flashback talking to another woman. You assume it's some sort of therapist because she's Mm -hmm. going through some sort of therapeutic. And right at the end of the episode, this woman walks into the police station. And I will not give away the spoiler because I think it's important to the plot. Matt, what did you Hello. think of this? As someone who probably only watched one episode of the cinema, I did. I thought this was a much better opening episode than the first series. Um, I, I think it had just sort of more going on. It sort of had a, a more of an intrigue to it, and um, I sort of had guessed the twist to an extent. Okay. Really, okay. I sort no, of guessed of without without giving it uh, giving it away. I, I thought. What if these people aren't the people who they're saying they are? You know what I mean? Okay. That's what yeah. I thought. And then when yeah. and then when Carrie Coon arrived, I was like, Ha-ha, I was right. Um, Did you actually I, make that noise in uh, your house? Well, I, yeah. I, I was feeling very, I was feeling very small. <laughs> oh. and, but yeah, I think Bill Pullman is amazing. I'm glad he's getting sort of like a leading role. But he was one of those sort of character actors in in the movies who you sort of knew but not really. And I hope that sort of this series. It sort of feels like his series. Um, yeah. I'm assuming Carrie Coon will have a bigger role in it as well as it goes on. But, you know, the series one of the scene was sort of Jessica Beale's series. This feels, it's more of an ensemble almost, which I think is what I like about it. I like the relationship between um, Harry and, and Jack as well. There's something lingering there. There's that bit where he doesn't want him to pay for his meal. And then yeah, you know, but that, that was an interesting scene because he's sort of quite forgetful. You don't know if he's maybe got like Alzheimer's or early onset, something like that. And I like Natalie Paul as well as, as his daughter, the detective, who's this sort of you know, as you say, like a junior detective, this is her first murder and it's a complicated one. And it's just very engrossing and I sort of, I, I got on board with it straight away. So, 
And Luke can talk while I go into my washing machine. Well, no, I want you to hear me what I'm going to say, Matt. Because oh, I, I will we... when I listen to the podcast. Fair enough. What an arse, isn't he an arse? He's, he's great, though. I like him. He's an arse. So uh, you saw one, Matt's seen one. It's all on Netflix on the 9th, as you say. I've seen four. Okay. Uh, the, as they aired in the US earlier this year, I got them... I'm a massive USA Network in America on the USA say. Network. Yeah, I am a massive, massive fan of Carrie Coon, and I will watch anything with her in it. The Leftovers. She's one of my favourite things about it. She's great in the third series of Fargo as well. She needs to get as much TV work as as uh, she can get because she's brilliant. The yeah. reason I stopped where I stopped was because it goes in a direction which I cannot spoil. Okay. Um, which I was less intrigued by mm. and sort of could see could see where things were perhaps going. And I also disagree. I know Bill Pullman puts in a good performance, but his character bores the pants off me. And he is, he is a, a big, important part about this story because you've got flashbacks, as you say. Did it have to of, do with the, the fire him. and the woman? The fire and the woman, which is going to be the tagline of, the se- of this season of The Sinner. And I, I just find him completely boring. And whenever the story focused on him, as it does in the next two or three, four episodes, I just wasn't invested. They also do something with the young female who he's paired up with that, again, I wasn't interested in. The second the, the, the camera was pointing at Carrie Coon or the young guy who plays Julian, I was there, I was in it, I was as engrossed as you two. The rest of the time, I just didn't really care. I- I do feel that perhaps you've missed out on not seeing series one to really like Paul Pullman particularly. Yeah, because but I, I think, think he was one of the reasons well, I no, didn't no. continue with series let me finish, one. Let though. me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Hold on. I, re- I Hold think on. the reason for that is I think you got more of an understanding of why he is like that. Okay, it is a little bit generic. He is the detective with, yeah. with demons. And I mean, you know, that's not new. We know that. Uh, but I do think you get more of an explanation for why he is so dour and why he has that interest in nature and things like that if you finish series one. I feel like that might help you, but I'm, I'm glad to know that you carried on, and I think I, I, I hope I will get through this series. Series one took me a while. I didn't watch it all in one go. It did take me a couple of sittings, um, and, and it did change a couple of times. I think, you know, it got more into a courtroom-type drama as well. But if we're just talking about that first one, I was really engaged with that. It's yeah. just that the spotlight shifts onto something I feel like we've seen before when we get into the nitty-gritty of what happened and why, and then the spotlight shifts further onto Bill Pullman's younger detective woman, yeah. to use Gary's face, and again, I was less invested. A lot of it is flashbacky, which is always sort of annoying, and I just found myself... So I stopped at four. And I knew was, you wouldn't... I, knew, I didn't think you'd like the flashback element, but at least there was no commentary over there. So, the Gary, this was one that you enjoyed. This, this is, is a full this point. This is one, so the one, one, one and a half. Thank uh, you. That, yeah, one and a half. one and a half to me. Yeah. Well, no. The other one I thought you'd like, so I got one and a half points. Matt? I, I, I'm not that bothered. Okay, yeah. Oh, right. You've got uh, a competitive bone in your northern body, have you? Have you told your friends about this podcast? Okay, here we go. No. It's just not my idea of a good time. Tell them now. That's what the people want to hear. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Good to the last drop. From thecustardtv.com. With the reviews, it's Matt. 
Now, um, I remember Gary saying, um, you won't remember this, listeners, because I cut it out of the podcast. Um, but... <laughs> I see why they struggle. That <laughs> um, <laughs> you always enjoyed when we had Louis Theroux back. It, you know, yeah. it reminded me of when you were very first on the podcast, you and uh, Gary and, and Tanise back in the day were talking yeah. about... Um, One of our first ones. I yeah. Think. You, which, the, which somebody it, alerted me you can find... The whole library on Spotify from yes. the beginning. Which yes. really? Spotify, if you just put the word custard in with the first thing that comes up. So there you go. <laughs> that's, that's nice. What happened to the move on and custard theme tune? I feel we've drifted anyway. But yes, our whole back catalogue available on Spotify. If you missed the early years... Then, the then good for you. Um, but yeah, the um, the ones about dementia and things like that, I believe, was yeah. like, you know, your very first yeah. episode. Gary won't and remember o- that. And over the years, we uh-huh. you know we've looked at a lot of the sort of American ones and the ones where he's come back to Britain. Three part uh, altered states. Uh, Louis Theroux's altered states started this week with um, what was the name of this one? Love Without Limits. Love Without Limits, which was about um, Polly Amory, Polly. Poly something, polyamory or or polyamory, polyamorous relationships. So it's it's about sort of almost the growing. Um... Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov career USBP. Fasc- not fascination, but, you know, it's becoming more... It becoming more socially acceptable and not maybe... Particularly in Portland. Well, he was in Portland, Oregon, which I enjoyed because they've all got slightly strange accents, which made everything they said a bit more sort of... They're all a little bit Canadian, aren't they? So we've got um, Louis visiting various... I mean, there was three groups, wasn't there, really, that he he visited in this. There was um, Heidi and everybody's favourite character in this, Jerry. Oh, Jerry, can we sort out a support group for Jerry right now? Please, Jerry and Mateus should Jerry, really fight Jerry, for this. I, Jerry's not a salesman because he couldn't convince me to buy ice if I was thirsty. Louis, how do you do? Hi, I'm Heidi. Heidi, how do you do? You. you must be Piper. I'm Piper. You must be Jerry. I'm Jerry. Louis. I was with Heidi and Jerry Bringman, a therapist and an IT analyst, respectively. Twelve years ago, Heidi and Jerry opened up their marriage. You've got. Someone special coming over. Do you want to tell me who that is? Sure. So um, Jerry and I have been married for 16 years, and Joe and I have been partnered for five years. And Joe is coming over tonight for date night. And he is your, I mean, what would be the word? Uh, He's my partner. Your partner. Or or, uh, sometimes we'll say spouse. Spouse? You use that as well? We do. Joe and I got engaged earlier this year. You're engaged? I am. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's kind of a crazy idea. And what's your relationship with Joe, would you say? I mean, how do you describe him? Um, Overall, he's my friend. He's Mm -hmm. family, um, which is family of choice, (laughs) you know. 
So there isn't a special term for how you relate to him. He's obviously not your husband. He is not my husband. Metamore. Metamore, I guess, would be the appropriate Metamore. Mm-hmm. Meta beyond she and I. Yeah. Yeah. I'm conscious we're talking about this in front of Piper. Yes. Is that is that appropriate? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You're okay with hearing this? Of course. I mean, they're my family. May I tell you how we explained it to her when she was really small? Please. Sure. Okay, so you know how when you go over to your friend's house and you sleep over, she's like, yeah, I said, our family is different in that our grown-ups have sleepovers. That's it. And it wasn't until much later that we talked about what sleepovers entail, that kind of thing. Joe brings about a love that I could never give to Heidi. He brings about a happiness that I can't because you're taking two individual people, elements, mixing them and making something new. It's not chemistry, but it is chemistry, you know? So at what point did you decide that you were Polly? Oh, oh goodness. Uh, 12 years ago? Yeah, 12 Really? Years ago. Basically, your point, wife yes. telling you that she's got feelings for someone else? Well, what do you say to the person that you love most in the world when they say they have feelings for someone else? It's, it's, it's an adjustment. It was fearful. Um, it was anxiety producing. And what did you decide? Well, at the end of it, um, approximately one month, um, I said, go for it. Trying to get my head around it. Uh, Heidi, um, uh, 12 years prior to the documentary, had hooked up with a fella called Joe, who um, she is now engaged to. Joe himself has a, a wife, um, they, and both sort of married couples have children. And it's sort of Louis turning up every breakfast, basically, to go, <laughs> yeah. What's That's going on not here? a bad gig, is it? To turn out, oh, Louis, you're doing Louis, Louis turns up more times for breakfast than the milk. That, do you know that's wife, what, Joe. The reason that is is because a lot of American hotels don't include breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> he's only got a small crew, so I bet they think, well, if we meet here for breakfast and you, we perhaps, you know, have something to eat with you, then that'll kill He does do birds. a fair amount of cooking, and he does ask them if they want coffee. So I mean, That is true. Okay. Yes. And basically going, Jerry's upset, look at Jerry. And, and Joe and um, Heidi really weren't that bothered. And Joe's oblivious wife, to it. Yeah, Joe's <laughs> wife, Gretchen, was like, oh, we've had our problems and Jerry's a, sort of an island. Jerry was hankering <laughs> after a threesome. Why couldn't oh. Gretchen and Jerry get together? That I couldn't all the problems. that. I wanted that to happen so much. <laughs> Um, but yeah so you had that and then there was like this strange um, the the sort of the nerds the IT crowd nerds yeah um, yeah Amanda Nick and Bob I can't remember if it was Nick or Bob one of them was high school sweethearts with Amanda not high school college sweethearts with Amanda and then they met I think it was Bob and then Nick had come along Nick was slightly younger and, and then there was, was also Q, which, right? Which one? Which oh, one no, was no, the no, one no, that? No, no, Q was with Matthias, and I haven't got okay, yeah, Q, yeah, Q no, was the okay, one. Okay. Yeah, Q was the one. So with yeah, you. as Luke yeah. said, it the third one was like almost like a community of of um, polyamory with um, free for all basically. Yeah, yeah, and and this is where they had the very sort of Louis Theroux esque scene where they did the sort of sensual eating and feeding well that was the most weird that was the most weird weekend he's been since uh, the end of that series 
No. I did not want to see Louis Theroux in that situation. I didn't want to see any of it, but not I think Louis Theroux did, and I think that was the no. point. I love the fact that he asked his wife first. I thought that was very good. Yeah. As a documentary, uh, uh, it, it's an eye-opener. I mean, I'm not surprised <laughs> because, you know, uh, uh, America is a blooming weird country and the Northwest is weirder than most. But I don't feel convinced by hardly anybody in that piece that they actually were talking any truth apart from those that were getting it on the side. Yeah. So apart from yes. Joe and Joe and Heidi, yeah, they're yeah. great. Gretchen and, and Jerry are, are appearing on this documentary through gritted teeth. Yes. Um, and their poor children are going to need therapy quick. The others were more kind of like sex-based or kind of like... I don't know. We're more I mean, like Amanda like... as well. Sorry, Gary, to step over you, but Amanda no. was like, Nick and Bob were both like, I'd mm-hmm. like to just be in a relationship with her. And she's like, nope. no, no, no. And I feel like I feel like Louis actually managed to ask some very good questions because it was like that. As you say, that whole thing where Jerry suddenly announced, oh, I, I'd really like a threesome. And then Heidi shot him down quick. Maybe you not know, with I, Heidi, I maybe that... with Joe and Louis. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, with anything really. Probably. We don't know which way Jerry's Jerry's Jerry just wants someone. Jerry just wants someone to stay with him, you know. Um, and uh, and I, I thought, Jerry. Yeah, and I felt I felt quite bad for him because clearly he he didn't convince me of anything. I think the thing that showed is that really these people just can't commit to one person, and eventually they're probably not going to commit to two. They're probably going to find someone else as well. They just that was can't. what was happening with Mateus and Q and that whole. Yeah, how did you feel about that them not assigning a gender to the baby? Oh, I know, yeah. but you know, as soon as I knew, as soon as I knew he was called <coughs> Q, I already hated him at that point. Yeah. Um, if to just give, I, I think all my thoughts echo Gary's, but I think of all the shows we've discussed over the whole back catalogue of the podcast. This was actually the most fun. I know it was difficult to watch at times, but it was the yeah, most but it, fun. Oh, there was laugh out, not intentional laugh out loud moments. Because I, I but think Chaz, what made you laugh well, out no, loud? No, there's nothing laugh out loud. But I think well for no, me, at Gary least, said there was a laugh out loud moment. So uh, every, t- every time Jerry was asked a question for me was funny. <laughs> Jerry was the only character I sympathised with. I really thought you you could do a whole dog. He's 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 a liar. You know, (laughs) he's not a very good. He's not a liar. He just doesn't want to disappoint his his wife. He wants to keep the his wife and his daughter under the same roof. He's not a liar. He's just trying to go along and make her happy. He is lying to himself by saying he's okay with the situation and all right well, with that, it. And, that's and a different thing. That part, uh, that, that's where he's lying. Yeah, that's a different thing. But I think um, it kind of was, for me, an echo back, as I said, to the weird weekends where mm. Louis would immerse himself in these strange parts of America, these different communities that we don't really... As British yeah. people like have a, a good handle on, one, which he really yes. revisited, and the wrestling and all, you know, yeah. all that sort of thing. Uh, and the next two, uh, the next one is about uh, people in California who can who've got life limiting conditions and can take medication to end their life early. And then the third one is about adoptions and people being reunited or perhaps giving their babies up for adoption. So this is the la- This is the the easy one out of the three. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I think Louis Theroux can do no wrong. And I just thought it was really fun. I just found the hour went by quite quickly. And I want to phone Jerry and make sure he's all right. 
I enjoyed it as much as I would any Louis Theroux documentary. Yeah. With. I mean, this didn't maybe have some of the sort of the depth of, of like the ones we saw when he was in the UK. This is more, as you say, this is more of the tone of some of his earlier ones. But, some of but the I think we discussed that he's different in America to Britain. Louis, he acts differently. Yeah. He asks but then, different even questions. like the last round of American ones with the sort of the drugs and the guns and things like that, I, I am sure that the. Effect. I'm sure that the next two that I described will have the depth back, but I, I really enjoyed it. Louis Theroux's Altered States, not on this coming week, but back the following week of, with... Because of World War One. Because of the blooming war, yeah. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Also on TV uh, this Monday was a one-off factual drama from Gwyneth Hughes called Doing Money... It is based on a true story of a young woman. Well, I think actually it's not the exact true story of her. Well, no, it is a true story. It's yeah. just not happened to this specific character that yeah. they've created for the story. Anyway, so she's a young woman. When we meet her initially, she's working as a cleaner in London. She's foreign. Romanian. Um, Romanian, thank you. And uh, she is all of a sudden kidnapped from the streets and trafficked to Dublin, where she's made to become a, a sex worker um, and just sort of made to do whatever her handlers tell her to do, really. They, now, they're, they're threatening her mother back in Romania. That's that's yes. how they're kind of keeping her doing what she's doing, I suppose. And they've now, stolen her passport and, and it'll all Yeah, so she yeah. Is, she's trapped. So doing yeah. money is, the, is slang for, you know, prostitution or yeah. being made to do something just for the money against your will fingers up fingers fingers crossed no hands up i knew it was something to do with the hands <laughs> right i picked this as my pick of the week before seeing it i knew it was going to okay. be a hard watch i i don't have an issue with the explicit uh explicity uh explicitity the explicitity of it if that's a term it almost easy. sounds like a word easy for you um, to say. yes apparently not but my issue was I didn't, I didn't, it all happened too quickly for yeah. me to have an emotional connection. And that's what you need. What I was hoping for this, from this, being a factual piece. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Well, it would be a similar style to, to the drama Three Girls, which I know you only saw the first episode of, yeah. but was incredibly compelling. This, for me, wasn't compelling because we'd met this girl and then literally in the next scene... She's being grabbed off the street. You haven't had a chance to know her. You haven't had a chance to meet her. And for me, it's just something I need. I need a bit of character development before I can feel any empathy. They also did one of my pet hates, which is narration from her, which I found a bit jarring and a bit out of mm. place. So I didn't last the whole thing. Not because I found the show too difficult to watch, which I know you're going to say it was a hard watch, but just because I wasn't invested. I didn't feel the sort of feelings that I was supposed to feel. I was really felt let down by it and disappointed that it wasn't quite what I was expecting. 
And I think you're right. We were expecting a more, uh, shall we say, landscaped drama where mm. you saw everything and you were invested. Really, yeah. what we got was almost an over-the-shoulder look at what happened to her. Ex- yes, and, yes. And, and that meant that you were detached from her as a person. Now, the other thing that I found quite hard, obviously the subject matter is very difficult, you know, and there were a number of times where she was quite right in what she was saying. You know, she had been taken away and living in fear. And, and, and what, what was happening was she was being raped every day, basically. You know, there was no kind of, you know, way around it. She was the only likable person in, 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 in it as well. Everyone else, because of the situation that they held in, was deeply, deeply unlikable. Even the other girls. It wasn't my my issue that they were unlikable. I didn't really have an issue with that. The mm. issue was I was supposed to feel some empathy for this terrible thing that happened to this young girl. And I don't think Gwyneth Hughes, as the writer, did enough of a job to set me up with her so that I could go... I yeah. didn't feel like I was on the journey with her, if that makes sense. No, I, I agree with like that. I, I can see that. I mean, my, as I say, from my personal point of view, I think what happened was you made her so vulnerable at the beginning that actually everything that was happening to everyone else was sort of paled in significance i mean they even made reference to the fact a couple of times they said oh what makes you so special you know and that was from the other workers and i just think yeah that the the pitch of it meant that you you didn't really get any insight into what she was feeling other than this kind of you know sort of i didn't didn't feel like she was a character I didn't yeah. feel like she was really a character. She was like a symbol more than a character. Mm. And I, di- I didn't connect to her. And I think for these sort of factual pieces to work, if you're not connected, then it, yeah. for me it just doesn't work. Matt, what did you think of doing money? Um, yeah, I sort of agree with you, Luke, really. You were sort of just sort of immersed into the... Um, into the sort of the sex trade industry, weren't you, yeah. without any sort of... Like really no, knowing yeah. her, uh, and it was just relentless as well. Really, I don't know yeah. why it needed to be an hour and a half. I would rather it be an, a three-parter like Three Girls, and you get a bit of time mm. to know her rather than shoving us. I suppose what it was trying to do was put us in her shoes, where one yeah. minute she was on the street and she shoved into this world. But as a viewer, well, that, it just that's didn't why work. they kept doing the thing with the where she couldn't see with the glasses and everything yeah. like that, and and yeah, also, I mean. I think they could have focused a little bit more on the police. I thought those characters were really underwritten. Really uh, your thin, man, thinly. Your man yeah. from Downton Abbey was just yeah. used as a plot device. And it was very explainy. I, and, I, I get, I, and also, I mean, having you know that she does escape this life eventually. Mm. Uh, but it puts you know, no drama in it no, at no, all. Is... At least you know one way or the other. If And it did just feel very repetitive. There Flat. didn't seem to be... Flat, yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, Luke. I think, as Luke said, they just didn't give you anything about her. Literally, she walks out of the cleaning job, you learn mm. a few things about her, and then she's kidnapped. Yeah, and I, and I think it could have done with a bit more, a bit more of the explanation. You know, how did she get over from Romania? What was she studying? You know, something mm. a bit. Or I just know, a bit of her nurse. life in Some, London, yeah, so we knew what she'd a, left a behind. Yeah, she was that, saying, "Oh, I'm training about, to be a nurse, are you?" Yeah, yeah. To, to give you that balance of, of of the horror that had happened. I mean, obviously you got that anyway, but to give you that balance of it um, would would have helped. Obviously, it's it's shocking and horrible, and to think that this goes on is disgusting, uh, and that and that part of it. But as a drama, it let me down. And also, it hasn't done its job because I won't remember this 
really in a while and it's a as you say it's a terrible thing to happen and to know that it goes on in this country is a terrible thing but i i won't remember that this was a thing in a few uh, months time was this part of a, a series or a, no, a one-off no, or a, no, just, just a one-off? That. If you wanted something on the slave trade, I Am Slave from Channel 4 a few years ago was really good. Um, if, you're looking sure. for, if you're looking for a slave drama. Uh, but it, <laughs> similar, similar sort of, te- you know, like modern slavery in Britain. Mm. I mean, it wasn't sexualized. It was more what goes on sort of in the houses and stuff like mm. that. And I just thought that was a lot better done this was just going from one place to another same thing happening all the time and and you know as you said it is horrible that this is happening but i don't think it was the right way to dramatize it you know a documentary might have been a better way i mean there's there has been documentaries about this yeah The, the, the biggest issue i suppose is that the documentaries that you do are mostly with people who are out the other side of this retelling their explanation i think what they they they, clearly what they wanted to show was Mm. one of the key things was you know when she was in the car after being told after being taken you know she was saying like in the movies you think you scream but in reality you haven't got that about you the the narration really annoyed me it annoyed me but i think it was key for us to understand how the rest of it was going to go and i think that's where i kind of lost it's the old show don't tell thing again Mm. yeah Yeah, i i and that's why they had to have the bit at the beginning, wasn't it, with the yeah. with the police officers? We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email. CustardTVReviews at gmail.com Pick of the week. This is where we tell you of something that we're going to be watching next week and perhaps alert you to it uh, if you've not uh, been aware of its existence. Now, before we do this, based on the list that you can find for yourself on the website, the CustardTV.com under the TV Week uh banner there uh we've decided i think not to do one next week because of the the the, uh, the stuff on but not discussion worthy stuff perhaps so we're going to give ourselves a week off uh, to to have okay. a breather um, watch some telly and watch yeah. some telly yeah maybe, there's a lot of news going on apparently you know, so. maybe we'll maybe the two will finish homecoming or maybe not the two is that what we're describing wow, <laughs> yeah. wow. wow. passive be... aggressive much it's painful every time I have to say Gary's name at this point, so the two will have to do. There's only four okay. letters in it, you should manage it quite well, but there you go. Uh, so, Gary, best of luck. Uh, well, I'm going to go for a documentary called Inside the Foreign Office on BBC Two. That's on of Thursday you are. at nine o'clock. Uh, very much liked it when they did Inside the Commons and Inside the Lords. Uh, so this is and a you sort like of... Inside Number Nine now as well, don't you? Well, that's you? right, yeah. Anything to do with... I like uh, Inside by Stillskin. Um, <laughs> in, inside the actor studio, huh? inside, yeah, inside, in, the inside studio. men, the the drama with Stephen McIntosh a few yeah. years ago. Inside, man, like the, inside man, the Spike Lee drama, the Spike Lee film, yeah. though in the bank robbery one. Yeah, other things like that. Uh, but I think it could be quite interesting. Those other documentaries have been quite good uh, that fulfil my sort of political and historical uh, intrigue. Matt, Cleek. Can we okay. to expand on that? <laughs> just a little, just a little bit, yeah, just um, a little bit. So, so um, yeah. Cleek was a drama um, that was on last year on BBC Three. Um, I think me and Gary both watched it. All Luke, you didn't, yes. I don't think. 
No, it went a bit bonkers, didn't it? I that's enjoyed it. That's what you I like. The bonkersness. I like yeah. things that go either full bonkers or stay straight. If, if things just go a little bit bonkers, that's not enough bonkers for me. But this is Holly back at university for a second year. There's some new students starting. Um, that Holly's seen as sort of like a bit of a revered figure now because of what happened in series one. It's going to be interesting to watch purely because I don't know if they can do something bonkers again. You know, can they? It, it would live be good if they the... could show the last episode of series one for people for Gary. to so see how bonkers it was. Is it? They haven't put it back on the iPlayer or anything I have like no that. Idea. I haven't I've no noticed. Idea. No. Well, you talk now, Luke, and I'll have a look. All right. Well, so Cleek is, is streaming from Saturday, I believe, on 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 um, the Eye Player BBC which Three. Is, which is weird, really, isn't it, to put it out on Saturday? But there you go. Um, my why is it weird? Is, I don't know. Just why? Why Saturday? Why, why, why not? Why? Yeah. Why not? Why does it matter? All right. Stop hanging up on me. The two. Sorry, the one. <laughs> okay. Sorry, so. My pick of the week, although I want you to carry on with Homecoming, um, David Attenborough's back. Much, you know, his stuff is always worth a watch. New documentary series on wildlife called Dynasties, and it starts at 8.30 on Sunday. By the way, because of all the remembrance things on Sunday, everything is, is moved about, so Doctor Who's a little bit later. Um, and just to clarify, Gary, all of Series 1 of Cleek is on the iPlayer. Brilliant, so, and I think the BBC should promote that ahead of series two. I think does everything just BBC Three just stay I think there it just now? Stays there and oh, does you it? Know, oh, right. Is, you know, so it doesn't it doesn't stay on for six months like the stuff and, on BBC One and Two. Uh, yeah, unless it's sort of like Killing Eve or something like yeah. that. Yeah, transmission. Although it says available for one month, so maybe they pop it popped it back on again. I don't oh, know. okay, good. If they have, I would recommend watching the last episode so you have zero idea of what's going on. Are you recommending yourself to do that? Probably. That was just making a mental note, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. That I'm yeah, now yeah. going to edit who out needs, the podcast. Who needs Siri? Yeah, when you've got your own podcast platform. Yeah. Okay, that is it. We will be back in two weeks to discuss stuff that has been on the telly in that time. And if, um, if you miss us, you can go through that entire back catalogue on Spotify that we were talking about. Yeah, yeah good luck with that. <laughs> and if you want to interact with us on Twitter at all, we don't say this often enough, but we're all on there. At Luke Custer TV for me, at Matt's TV Bites for Matt. I'm not and on at... there very much. No, I know, but it'll see. If you if you poke him or whatever you do on Twitter, it'll see you. And uh, at the Gary Show for Gary. Uh, just let us know, you know, whether you're enjoying Gary the podcast. Gary will be tweeting about the Strictly band. We didn't do Quickly yeah. Strictly this. No, Thank we didn't do Quickly that. Strictly. Uh, Dr. Dr. Rand, Rand left. left. Yeah. And and it looks like a, a straight shoot out between Faye Tozer, Ashley Wasserface, and Stacey Dooley at the moment. Uh, oh no! And, 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 jo- and Joseph. Bye. 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 Rate and review us wherever you find us. Search the Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes, and Facebook. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the U.S. Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. That's cbp.gov careers usbp.